Welcome to Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tarmody, where it's all about health optimization, anti-aging, longevity, and being the very best you can be. Brought to you by lisatarmody.com. Hey team, and welcome back in. Today I have the wonderful Natalie Nidham, who is a holistic uh, nutritionist, uh, but she's a heck of a lot more than that. She is an expert in peptides and and bioregulator peptides, which are really um, an interesting area to be studying. She's a biohacker biohacking mega fiend she also runs a podcast called biohacking superhuman performance uh she runs a group on mighty networks that is bsp um and you want to check out everything that natalie does you want to start listening to her podcast um i came across her because dr youth was on her show and anyone's show that dr youth's on i have to go and have a look at and natalie has really done a deep dive into peptides so today we are talking a lot about uh, the bioregulators and also uh, peptides. And we're also talking a little bit about the health space in general and her backstory. Uh, and it's a very fascinating conversation, a very clever lady. And I do hope you enjoy this episode with Natalie. Um, you can head over to natalienidham.com um, for her website as well. Um, before we head over to the show, just to remind you, if you want to join our patron community, we'd really, really appreciate that to help us keep this on air. And the plan is within next year um, to flip that into making into a group uh, that where we have uh, live Q and A's every month, and we have a group of like-minded people who can share information on the biohacking, longevity, and anti-aging space. So watch out for the. It's all just about uh, bandwidth for me at the moment, juggling too many uh, operations and too many businesses. Um, but that is the goal. But in the meantime, if you want to support the show, keep it on ear help keep this great educational content free for people so that everybody has access to it. I appreciate you. If you do, go to patron.lisatarmody.com and for the price of a cup of coffee or two a month, you can support uh, me and my work and the show and my team. So really, really appreciate that. Um, And head over and check out everything that's in our shop, our uh, anti-aging and curated longevity range, and of course, epigenetic testing, DNA testing, thyroid hormone testing we do at all. Um, If you want to work one-on-one with me, you can do that as well, although I'm pretty booked up for the next couple of months. But check it all out on lisatarmody.com. Now over to the show with Natalie Nidham. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to Pushing the Limits. Today, I have the famous, infamous, amazing (laughs) Natalie Nidham with me. Natalie, welcome to the show. Fantastic to have you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Oh, I'm so, super excited to have you. I listen to your show, yeah, r- regularly every week, uh, and I'm always amazed at the guests that you you manage to get on. And you have an incredible podcast, uh, and you have a community, and we'll get into all of that. But Natalie, tell us about yourself. You a little bit your backstory. Who are you? What do you do? Sure. Um, thanks, Lisa. Thanks for everything. Um, so my, I'm so I'm I started off in this business really as a holistic nutritionist. And that was after a career in advertising, mm-hmm. um, which was most of my professional career. But, but you know, I, I know many ways becoming a nutritionist kind of took me back to my roots because when I was in university, I studied human physiology and it's, you know, and then I was a fitness instructor pretty much my whole life. So I always kind of had a hand in, in health sort of. And, 
you know, after one too many mornings of waking up thinking I can't possibly be getting paid enough to do this, I thought, you know, I don't think I am getting paid enough to do this. This isn't really making me happy. And, um, you know, and I've told this story on a couple of podcasts. I was having a conversation with my chiropractor and, uh, you know, and downloading to him yet another philosophy. I think at the time it was the paleo diet because I just finished reading Rob Wolf's book and I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. You got to hear this. <laughs> meanwhile, he's unbeknownst to me, he's, he's communicating this to his patients and he comes back one day and he goes, you know, I have a guy... I told him what you told me and he's like dropped 10 pounds and feels amazing. You should wow. be getting paid to do this. And it was like this little light went off in my head and I'm like, you know, maybe I should. <laughs> and like within a week I was, I was back at school in a classroom, like five days a week for a whole year. And, um, and so then I became a nutritionist then, but at the same time I was kind of, I, I kind of had a foot in this whole biohacking space that was really just starting to happen. Mm. And pretty quickly, I, I, I actually very within a year or two after I finished my, my, my nutrition program, uh, Dave Asprey announced that he was launching this bulletproof human potential coach program. So signed up for that. <laughs> so that was a whole other piece of the puzzle. And, you know, the cool thing about that program, it was really much more about coaching people to help them to make change than it was yeah. about the bulletproof diet, which was one of my big fears, right? I was like, oh, you know, I signed up for it. I paid all this money. And I was like, holy geez, I hope I didn't pay all this money just to learn about the bulletproof diet. But actually it was a really nice training program around, um, you're just coaching people through out of their stories, right? Yeah. And because, you know, like if you think about it, Lisa, and I'm sure you come across this all the time, like there's no shortage of information in the world. No. And what people really need is how, number one, like how are you going to make what's all these things out there relevant to me, which is why I got into genetics and epigenetics. That was mm. my next stop. But also like we tell ourselves all these stories. And as an Uber athlete, like, you know, this, like, how do we overcome the physical discomfort that we have to, to get ourselves to our goals? Well, very often the obstacles are not physical, they're mental. They're in our head. They're the stories we tell ourselves. They're the blocks we put up for ourselves. So help, learning to help people to get past some of this stuff was really a big piece of it for me. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and then I got into epigenetics and that was really cool mm -hmm. because I've always been, you know, I was always a very big proponent of, yeah, the paleo diet sounds great, but is it really going to work the same for everyone? And I exactly. firmly believe not. No. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, and then, the, and then my last and final, my last stop. Although, as you know, we never stop learning; we're always learning new stuff. Was this whole world of peptides and peptide bioregulators, which I just kind of stumbled on at a conference, and you know, I've been kind of. Yeah, and that's I definitely want to get to peptides and bioregulators on in this conversation. So yeah, we'll earmark that one as definitely come back to that because that's that's my new area of study. And yeah. uh so really very fascinated. And I've been learning a lot from you um about uh peptides and things and, and how to use them and what to do. And uh been, and it's a completely new field in New Zealand. Like like nobody yeah. I haven't found another Kiwi, and I'm sure there are out there. I'm yeah. sure they're hidden in their room somewhere. Because well, no, you guys are biohackers, man. I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, we got a big, yeah, there's lots of biohackers and things, but I, I haven't found a single doctor that knows about peptides. 
um, even the you know functional integrated. And I haven't found anyone who's actually doing petrol. It's very hard to get them into the country. And and yeah, I, I think as usual, I'm like two or three years ahead of the the curve, which brings with it its own problems because our our country's a little bit backwards when it comes to anything. You know, it takes time to trickle down from from the states and and these things to come in. But before we go to the bioregulators and stuff, epigenetics one of my areas of study as well, and genetics. Um, and I agree with you. You know, like I, I was always wondering when I was working. So I worked with my my coach uh, Neil Wagstaff. Shout out to Neil, great exercise scientist. Changed my life, my career. Uh, got me on the right path, and I had my most successes under his tutelage, if you like. Um, and we had a company called Running Hot Coaching, and we were coaching lots of athletes and running and stuff and stuff. And we would be like, hmm. Why, if I take 20 people, put them through boot camp for 12 weeks, give them the same diet, why do I get four totally total responders, four who don't do anything and four who get fatter and yeah. put on weight and get unfitter yeah. and more stress? And then we're just like, well, we're doing the things we've been educated to do and there's a missing piece here. This person gets fabulous results and that person doesn't. And the first first instance, of course, you go, well, maybe that person's eating the chocolate cake behind the curtain, exactly. you know. Yeah. And, you know, I have to go and apologize, really, because, no, that's not the case generally, yeah. generally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's your genetic makeup and you have to personalize health. And I think we both agree on this is that, this is the age of personalization. It's here. It's coming even more in, in the area of drug. Uh, you know, what drugs are you going to respond to statins? Are you going to respond Absolutely. to SSRIs? How are you going to react to the pill? How, you know, they, these basic sort of personalization things, and then it's becoming more. But on the, the the framework of your life, the nutrition, the diet, the exercise, what types of exercise should we do at what time of the day, all of that is up for grabs in this personalized health world. What was your thing that you, yeah, like you said, you started with paleo and everybody do paleo. <laughs> and then you come to realize, huh? not the case. Well, and and you know, it's funny. I still think that out of all the, you know, if you want to call them diet trends that have come out over the last number, let's say the last 15, 20 years, the paleo template, and I'm going to call it a template, not a diet, but paleo template is probably the one that is the most versatile and the most adaptable to different eating patterns. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just think that what I like about the paleo, you know, the, the general guidelines of paleo is they focus on, we focus on whole foods. Yeah. Right. So right away, you're in a better place. Yeah. Right. Um, removing, at least initially removing things like grains and seed oils and, um, and even dairy for so many people is a good move. And gluten and wheat, that kind gluten, of stuff. Definitely, yeah. But I would say that, you know, some people do great with dairy. Yep. They don't need to be deprived of dairy for the rest of their lives. Some people really need a Mediterranean type of paleo diet. Some people are going to do better with a higher fat type paleo diet. So to me, it's that it's we use the paleo template. And we personalize it for people. We yep. can make the paleo diet ketogenic at times when it's needed. We can even skew it to carnivore at times when it's needed. Like but that. these are all, to me, interventions. Mm -hmm. And they're not necessarily 
I haven't really seen that you want someone to be ketogenic all the time or, or carnivore, you know, and I know the hardcore carnivores would be like coming through the screen at me right now going, you are so wrong. Like it's the only way. (laughs) And I, and I respect their passion. And I know that so many people have been healed by carnivore and I, I applaud that, but I also think that there are a lot of train wrecks left in the wake of carnivore. Like it just doesn't necessarily work for everyone. It's genetics. You know, it's like, genetics, it's yeah, your, it's, it's your, it's your stage of life. It's mm-hmm. your state of health. And the other thing that we forget is your microbiome. Oh yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't able to use, I wasn't able to take whey protein for years. I was like, yeah, I can't do whey. I can't do milk. I'm a mess. I'm, man, I did Joel Green's gut reset. I've been drinking whey protein to my heart's content ever wow. since I did that. Wow. And all it was, it was about rebalancing the bugs in my microbiome. Yeah, that, so, that's so true. Yeah. And I mean, so we can't forget that we're our most people's microbiomes are a hot mess. Yeah. And so and and they can be rebalanced. They can and Joel does it mostly with food using resistant starches and HMOs and polyphenols. Then you get people like Grace Lou, like Dr. Grace Lou mm-hmm. with the guy. Listen to her. Right. It. I mean, she's like, she's hardcore in the probiotics and this and that. But these are people who kind of get the fact that nothing's going to shift until you address that microbiome. And it's going to, if you're an athlete, it's going to have a massive impact on your microbiome, just as much as if you're a couch potato. So it, oh, totally, it all and totally. it, it keeps coming back to personalization, right? Yeah. And and I think, yeah, you you and you've just uncovered there in that couple of sentences the complexity of the human being. And we all have these simplistic, I'm paleo, I'm keto, I'm an athlete, I'm not an athlete, I'm you know, we the, these these boxes that we put ourselves into, and actually the the like I often think, you know, we're playing in a sandbox and we have only just scratched the absolute surface <laughs> as far yeah. as science goes. And none of us should be coming from an arrogant point of view of we've got it 100% right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that you then throw in the towel and go, well, stuff it, I'm going to eat donuts and pies and, you know, chips all day. Um, it is to say that we do know some lot of things that are that are generally right, you know, whole foods, not processed no additives, preservatives, you know, um, gluten probably I would put in that category as we know it's not good for yeah. any of us, some of us more damaging than yeah. others. Um, so we, we've got some general guidelines there. But then when you throw in the complexity of the microbiome and, you know, like often I was like, you know, giving supplements to people and, and then thinking, why the hell are they not responding to the supplements? And a lot of it's because their microbiome is a complete mess and then we probably should mm-hmm. be starting I, you know, so now when I'm doing some baseline testing, and this is always resource allowing, sometimes we yeah. have to get creative when you can't afford the tests. But um, it, it, resource is willing. I look first at hormones because hormones mm-hmm. just drive everything. And then I look at the microbiome as a, as a step number two, and then organic acids, and then epigenetics and, you know, genetic testing and stuff. And if I can, I get all that baseline testing done. Yeah. Because then I've got like the data and the lenses to look through, multiple lenses, which gets very complicated as a practitioner. I could make my life a lot easier if I just stuck to one, <laughs> one thing. But, you know, like I've tried to go like, oh, uh, I should just outsource and, and refer my patient to someone or my client to someone uh, who's an expert in microbiome. And then, you know, which I've done. 
but I find I need to know enough to be dangerous in that space, you know, in order to be able to build a proper program that's going to actually consider all these aspects. And then, yes, there are times when I have to get in the big guns, the the absolute deep experts in an area. But we start off with foundations, you know, we start off with the foundational stuff. And even like, I don't know how you approach this, but like if I've got a cancer patient, for example, client who's come to me and they want to do the metabolic approach to cancer and, and so on and so forth, you know, I'm still going to be looking at that person as a whole. I want to know their genetics. I want to know what their microbiome's doing. I want to know these other aspects. And people are like, but shouldn't we be just, you know, focusing on the cancer? And I'm going, well, it's, you got there because of of XYZ reason. And we've got to find out what that XYZ is so that yeah. we're not only dealing with the cancer, but dealing with the whole person and the, and the reason perhaps that they got there. We don't always know exactly. But, you know, like a, a case in point, I had a prostate um, guy that I've been working with, a lovely, lovely gentleman, and he, he when we when we finally got around to his microbiome, testing his microbiome, there was something in there that showed, ha, huh, that often causes prostate cancer. And no when you looked into the literature, there was one, you know, particularly nasty thing in there, and was like, okay, right, okay, we'll maybe we better deal with that as well because yeah. that could be causing well, even to support conventional treatment, right? Like sometimes. Yeah. Look, I mean, when it comes to cancer, sometimes you got to get, you got to reduce that tumor load. You got, you, you yeah. can't, you know, I mean, there are many a person has unfortunately lost their life, very focused on using alternative methods, which isn't to say that alternative methods don't ever work, but yep. sometimes when you get, when you've hit that point of imbalance that a cancer has kind of gotten the upper hand in the system. Sometimes you have to go to a conventional treatment, but that doesn't mean, to your point, that you you abandon you ship there. completely. You no. stop everything. I mean, sometimes no. you have to pause because if you're doing chemotherapy, radiation, yeah. I mean, that's going to make a mess of things. But on the other side, you know, do we take the time to rebuild and rebalance and, and address the microbiome and re, you know, this is where bioregulators can come in in helping the immune system to recover from those treatments um, you know, a lot of the literature on the immune bioregulators is that they can be they can be helpful post chemo, post radiation, to kind of help to bring some of that function and balance back. Wow, that's that's I want to dive a bit deeper into that because yeah, um, so so my uh, you probably read that on the on the website and stuff, but my mum who obviously had aneurysms and I wrote the book and you know rehabilitated her miraculous miraculous mm-hmm. that wasn't miraculous it was freaking hard work yeah well <laughs> i'm looking forward to diving into that on the podcast when Ab- we record yes <laughs> absolutely incredible story but then she got cancer as well like 18 months ago and um so we've been dealing with a lymphoma cns lymphoma and so i did uh i did some of the conventional stuff i did advanced genetic testing so that i knew which of the conventional th- therapies would work with her which which mm-hmm. chemotherapy which immunotherapy would be effective with her genetics. So that's something uh, that I, you know, I wasn't offered any of this, by the way. They just said, go home, die. There's nothing we can do. There is no chemo. There is no nothing. And I said, no, I want this particular chemo based on this genetic testing. And I want this immunotherapy in the mix. And, 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 and. So my my approach is very much like, let's have a look at the whole bag. Mm-hmm. And hers, I, I did put all that in because it was very, very um aggressive it was an aggressive cancer that was gonna you know kill her fast so i had to go both sides of the thing 
Um, and, and that, you know, was one of the reasons I put it all in into the mix. So hyperbaric, intravenous vitamin C, off-label drug combinations, 100 supplements, literally, uh, as well as immunotherapy, as well as chemotherapy, timozolomide, wow. a mild form. We didn't do radiation. We didn't need it because it was gone by the time we went to look at that. Um, 12 weeks, and we managed to get rid of the tumor tumors in the brain, uh, which is where she had it. Um, and we've managed to touch wood, keep it there. And I don't and ever want to say that we're cured because no. you don't. Yeah. We all got cancer cells every day that we're producing. But if you can get the immune system, and this is why the bioregulator discussion I want to dive into with you now. Um, I have peptides in the mix with her. I have thymosin alpha-1, thymosin beta-4. Um, we have BPC-157 in the mix. Um, what else have I got in the mix? Cerebrolysin uh, yeah. recycle um, on and off. And these things are bloody expensive. So, you know, they, 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 I, I want them all. I can't have them all. I'm very interested you'll get your thoughts on one I don't know if you know about, but it's called PNC27, which is an anti-cancer peptide that... Um, yeah, I haven't looked into it much, because only because I don't really deal with cancer, but yeah, yeah. that's a really interesting peptide for sure. Yeah, yeah. Cancer. Dr. Yerth just How are you getting... I mean, you don't have to tell me because this is going to get... But how the heck are you getting your hands on this stuff? Like... <laughs> You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's high commitment, right? I mean, high commitment. Your, your mom, commitment. your mom's a lucky lady. Yeah, I, I, I have to um, um do. We can just of, leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have um doctors who prescribe these things as well. So you know, and um, but not New Zealand doctors. Uh, so yeah, it's very difficult. But I hope that's going to change soon. You know, uh, I won't hold my breath, but that's where I'm hoping to. But. I think we need to know about this area of science, even if we can't get everything. We can, however, get the bioregulators. They're a hell of a lot easier to get. And so mm-hmm. I have started to look into Dr. or Professor Kavinson's work and um, trying to make heads and tails of that, but new to that space. So because it's easier to get to, to, to get hold of, I want to know what's your take on bioregulators. I know a lot of people are saying, well, we need more research because most of the research that's coming is just out of Professor Kavinson's lab and we need yeah. more other data, independent sure. data. I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be nice to have other data, but at the same time, you have 40 years of yeah. clinical research, a lot of it on humans. Yeah. Um, the problem, the bigger problem is that a lot of it's in Russian. Yeah. So it's hard to get. And so now, but I mean, I know a few doctors who are like their mission is to dig up these, these papers and they use Google translate, like they use yeah. every means wow. at their disposal to translate them. And there's some real gems in there. And the the challenge is that, you know, the, for reasons I don't know and will not speculate, I mean, the, they're not terribly forthcoming in terms of let us share this information with the world. Yeah. Right. Like, yep. Kevinson's not out there necessarily educating the whole world on this stuff. Like he's got the, the Institute of Gerontology and Bioregulation in St. Petersburg. They do a lot of work. They, they do crazy stuff with um, people who have diseases like retinitis pigmentosa, which is a genetic disease that you basically become blind over the course of your life. Mm. And it is intractable. It's a disease that any 99% of doctors in outside of Russia would say, sorry about your luck, you know, like, wow. 
yeah. see what you can while you can, because this is this is intractable. And they have shown that with the bioregulators, they can stall it and even reverse it. Wow. That's so not to 100% 2020 vision, but these people will not necessarily lose their vision, Great. depending on Amazing. how old they are and how advanced they are. So, you know, I, it, it, I mean... It's funny, you, like even with peptides, I mean, when, when it comes to BPC and TA1 and TB4 and all those guys, there's hardly any human research. There's very little human research. And yet, you know, you you have two choices right now, right? And it, particularly when you're dealing with things like cancer, when you've been told by a medical doctor, you know what, there's nothing we can do. Off you go, get out of my office. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to help the people I can help, which I get, right? Yeah. I'm going to put my resources where I know I can be helpful. At that point, to be able to say, well, look, I mean, here are these compounds. We know there's evidence that they can do this. We're not going to make it worse. Deal. This is kind of heading nowhere good anyway. So as long as the patient is informed and aware and and willing. um, And, you know, clearly you're a person who does her homework and isn't just willy nilly throwing stuff at the wall. No, and I have some it's, really good doctors and guidance, you know, like um, with mum's case, I have like 15 doctors in the mix and her CEO, executive CEO team. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and Dr. Ewers is the number one. Yeah, <laughs> because, my, and you know, she's so knowledgeable. I mean, oh. she's studying this stuff. She understands the pathway. She understands, you know, also like you need you need both sides. You need to have an understanding as much as you can, because here's what we don't have full understanding of the pathways and how the peptides are working. But if you have a better and a decent understanding of the body and what's happening there and some understanding of the peptides, then you can start to kind of mechanism put them together. Right. And yep. clearly it's working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> clearly you're like kind of, you're onto something. On- yeah, she's sitting yeah. over there on the bike and she's just come off her uh, red light therapy session this morning and Later this afternoon, we'll be in the hyperbaric after the gym, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's you know, it's, it's full on. It's, you know, but I'm a full on person, so that's okay, you know? Um, and yeah, not, I, I think um, you know, with, with your um, with your clients, do you have, this is, this is the area I do struggle with, is I'm very much, here's all the fantastic information that I've gathered for you from around the world, from the best people. Have at it. And crickets often. <laughs> well, they feel yeah. it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So yeah. I, you know, so I'll be honest with you. Like I don't, I mean, these days I'm not taking a lot of clients and I don't work with people who are very ill because yeah. you need those medical doctor partners to work yeah. with. When you're yeah. working with people who have cancer or serious illness, I mean, we can be as passionate as we want. We can be super great at researching. We need we need like-minded doctors who are in this space, who are going to walk with us and guide us and do the doctor work, right? Yeah, that do the stuff do. we so, can't do. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have those doctor partners right now. So if I don't have a doctor partner, I am not going there because it's too, you just end up crossing lines that shouldn't be crossed, right? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's really, know, really tough. You, you really, really got to know. I think it's the biggest thing. 
Just interrupting the show to let you know about our patron community here and the podcast at Pushing the Limits. We've been going for eight years and we really need your support to keep the show on air and free to everybody so that everyone gets this fantastic information uh, from all these great doctors, scientists, athletes, business people from all around the world. So we would love you to come and join us. You get a lot of exclusive member benefits when you do, but really it's about supporting the show and keeping it on air. And for a coffee or two a month, that would be fantastic if you can come and join us. You can go to patron.lisatamati.com. That's patron.lisatamati.com and check it all out. So, but one thing I will say for, for, your, for your clients is, and this is one of the things I learned in, in the coaching programs that I did, is you got you to gotta pick a starting point and you got to start them with one thing. You know you know what the, you know the steps yeah. are, right? You know what they are. But if you throw that whole journey at them, it's too much. Yeah. Like many, most people will freeze. And first of all, they'll be like, I can't afford this. I can't do this. Whereas if you are able to chunk it down and start them on one thing, and now they're like, wow, like I kind of, I think I feel a bit better. I might have a bit more energy. Well, what's the next thing? What, what do you got for me next? Right. Yeah. It's a little bit like if I'm dealing with the gut, right. And we, we're using the right pre and probiotics. Let's say we get that to balance a little bit. We throw in some BPC 157 and a couple of peptides that help with healing the gut. And people are like, wow, like I feel better. Right. I yeah. don't. And now not only do they feel better, but they, it's almost like they have more energy to do more. Yeah. And they've got the brain space and their brain fog is lifted perhaps to a degree where they can actually <laughs> make can some think. good executive decisions about, mm, yeah. this is actually worth me putting my time. Yeah. So into. I think it's really important to, to understand and meet people where they're at and, and help, you know, and this, and this actually can be the hardest part for us yeah, is to is. understand what's the first step. Like, where do we begin? Yeah, it, it right? is very much. And, and, and especially, and I think to your point about not working with people in acute care for uh, settings, you know, like in really, really, really sick people. Um, and, it, and it's a debate that I've been having with myself. I need to pull back on that. I need to focus more on having a bigger impact via groups, via other, other mechanisms. And a, a ton of your energy has been sucked up by, you know, just for half dozen clients because you, you, because they're high intensity, you know, mm-hmm. deep research. Mm-hmm. And, and it's this juggle. You've only got one of you. You want to have as big an impact in the world as you can possibly have. And that's why podcasts are great because it can send people, get them started. Um, yeah. And it's this trade-off all the time. But then, you know, someone will land on your doorstep, literally, please help me, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and what are you going to do? You're going to say, no, I'm not very yeah. particularly no, good at that. No, it's hard. It's, yeah, yeah, it's very hard. I mean, I do find that having a good a good referral network is, yes. I spend a lot of time directing people to other people. Yep. I mean, I've probably, I don't know how many people I've sent to Elizabeth over the years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, go talk to, I just, as a matter of fact, the woman I was just talking to, I'm like, you know, she's having arthritis pain and joints and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, you need to speak to Elizabeth Yurth because there's this stuff called <laughs> pentacin polysulfate. And, yeah, that's you know, a- <laughs> I've sent it, and I've been trying to get pentacin polysulfate from another doctor in New Zealand and Australia. No luck. So I'm like, you have to hook to Dr. Yurth. And yeah, so half of my clients have high level overseas site with her. Yeah. And that that's yeah. just a great, but she's one person too. 
things. Oh, I know. Um, I know. This is the problem. Like there's not that many savant genius type people that you can get access to. And when you find them, you, you're going to hold, hold them tight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you hope with someone like her that she's, you know, what she's doing also is she's training other people. Yes. You know, I think the, the, the biggest thing that the, that, you know, people like her can do is to bring other professionals along with them so yep. that they, they create an army. Like you said, you know, you're only one person, she's only one person. And at the end of the day, it's about, you know, how can I help other people to do what I do? And sometimes it's a little bit hard because you're like, well, I do yeah. what I do. This is what, this is my thing. This is mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is my, this is my superpower. Um, but I think it's important to open the door and share with people is, and you know, the podcast, podcasting is a big piece of that, right? Yeah. Podcasting is really about projecting and opening people's eyes. Like I'm never more excited than when I'm interviewing, you know, a doctor or researcher who's doing like something so fascinating in the space and it's, and they're moving the, like, I, I don't know if you listen to it. I released a podcast a couple of weeks ago with a woman who's actually reversing ALS. Yes, I did listen to that one. And I have an ALS client and I'm like, yeah, got to listen to this, you know, and because there's hope for you because these people are being told by, by the conventional medical system, there's no hope. And yeah, it's, it's not a slam dunk. It's not going to be easy. And you know, when I told her about bioregulators, I got her attention. She was like, where do I learn more? Because even Mm. her, she's Mm. having success, but you know, every one of these things is going to need other things to work with it, right? There's no one thing like the hyperbaric oxygen therapy. It's not the one thing. And that's, I spend a lot of time talking to people when they come to me for peptides and bioregulators, they are, they can be a really powerful piece of the puzzle to move the needle in ways that very few things can. Yep. But 99% of the time, they're not the one thing, even BPC-157 to heal the gut. You got to be doing the diet. You got to be managing stress. You got to be doing the sleep. You can't be running a marathon every day because yes, guess what? That's going to destroy your gut lining too. So, (laughs) you know, all the things together, it's just that we have these new tools that are filling gaps that maybe weren't being filled before. And it's magic because, you know, and I think I, I put hyperbaric oxygen therapy as one of one of those sort yeah. of as big as the peptide space and in, in, in its own way because it's like hitting base level, getting massive amounts of oxygen and nutrient yeah. to the hypoxic cells, getting it through the blood-brain barrier, helping with brain. So it, it hits the disease process right at that deep cellular yeah. level so that the body can heal itself. A bit like stem cells. I listened to Dr. Rand uh, McLean uh, yeah. and, and going, wow, again, stem cells, we can't get that here really. It's, you know, but it's well, we like- We can't get them here either health. if that makes you feel better. Yeah, yeah even <laughs> you guys are struggling. And um, uh, But this, these are these are like, have them on your radar because in five years time, it'll be a different story. And hyperbaric now is when I started hyperbaric eight years ago, well, seven and a half years ago, nobody knew what hyperbaric was here in New Zealand. And because of that work, not not just because of me, but but maybe that was part of the the thing. Now there are clinics right through New Zealand and there are more and more opening up every, every, you know, year. There's just more and more people becoming aware. And it's usually people who have had their lives saved from hyperbaric oxygen therapy um, sessions that have then gone, 
And like I had a, uh, my colleague was over in Australia with Dr. Jason Saunders, who you have to have on the show if you haven't already. Um, no, hyperbaric, in. put that one down, Dr. Jason Saunders, hyperbaric expert, extraordinaire. Uh, he's the, he, he trained, trainer, clinician, and writes the textbooks, does the clinical research. Amazing. Um, he just, my, my colleague, Dr. Dean Carter was just over there, managed to get his hyperbaric technician certificate, which is going to help with our, with our clinic and so on. Brilliant. Um, and he had, he met a guy there who'd listened to my podcast, had a brain injury, was an ultra runner actually, had a brain injury, um, heard about hyperbaric, got into hyperbaric, healed him, changed his life. Now he's training in hyperbaric and he's going to open a clinic, you know, it's just like, Wow. You know, that yeah. from my little podcast, that's gold. I've had four messages this morning from people who have said that the podcast has changed their lives and this is what I've done since listening to that person. That's it's amazing. not me, it's the people I have on. <laughs> well, but it is you because you've created the space. Yes, right? like you have, it is you know. You, so. And then you've got this intellectual curiosity of going out and getting these fabulous people, which I have, and I just sit at their feet and just like, <laughs> you know, like Dr. Day and Goodnow, I was listening to you and Dr. Day and oh, yeah. this morning, another amazing man, and I've had him on as well. And I have plasmalogens in the mix, and uh, with my with many of my clients and my mum, and um, just 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 fascinating the deep the depth the 30, 40 years of research that these scientists. Mm-hmm have dedicated to one thing I could never be so focused <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that's okay you know what we need butterflies and we need the people that hone in we need all the things so that yeah. you know we can we can share this stuff there's actually there's another guy you may want to talk to um if you haven't already listened to that podcast and his name is um his product is called stem regen and his yep. name is Christian Drapeau uh-huh. and his product is a supplement that mobilizes stem cells in the body. Okay. So it basically, and he, he has, he has the trials that show he's done the clinical research that shows you take this supplement and it will help you to release up to 10 million stem cells of your own into your circulation. So when you're trying to heal something, you kind of mega dose this up and it's all, and it's all herbal. Like it's really cool. It's this blue green algae, and then there's an aloe plant in there, but it's a really specific aloe that only grows in Madagascar. And there's a sea buckthorn extract, but from sea buckthorn berries that only grow in Tibet. So he's kind of traveled the world and found these things and put together this formula that, you know, and you're, you know, you're, we're talking about getting stem cells is really hard wow. and it's expensive yeah, yeah. and it's not available. Well, what if you could kind of mega dose a supplement like this with someone who's had a traumatic brain injury, let's say, Hell and yeah. you're putting them in hyper, you're putting them in it, which also chamber, creates stem right? cells, like induces exactly, stem cells. Which also production. stimulates, you're doing yep. that and you're doing this, plus you're maybe, you know, taking some anti inflammatory, some BPC 157, this, that, and the other thing. And all of a sudden you have the body's marshalling its own resources to Very heal. Lovely. Oh, that, and that's, to it, it's going to that. This is where if you can make the body do what it was meant to do and what it did when it was young, if we yeah. look at the 10-year-old who produces yeah. a heck of a lot of BPC-157, who produces the thymus, you know, has a huge, great thymus gland that does its job, that that we don't we don't have those, uh, that, you know, as we get older, those things drop off a cliff and we don't have yeah. the hormones and we don't have the peptides. And so by going in and replacing these things, we can actually – so Stefan – uh, was it Steve, uh, Christian? Oh, um, it's Christian. Christian. 
D-R-A-P-E-A-U. He's his episode with me. I missed that one. Um, well, it probably because it's a bit earlier. Yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll look it up if you want, and you can check it out, and maybe yeah, no, oh, definitely it it, show notes it, for them because I can imagine the synergy of that and hyperbaric. You know, like that could be very interesting for for brain yeah. rehabilitation and, and other things. Yeah, no, now brilliant. Um, so so tell me a little bit more about peptides and bioregulators. W- what do you prefer, and when do you use what? Like, what are your mm. so mitochondrial peptides? What are your favorites? Well, I mean, so the mitochondrial peptides, there's really, I'd say there's three, right? You've got MOTC, which is your exercise mimetic. You've got Mm -hmm. humanin, which is your calorie restriction mimetic. And then you have SS31, which is kind of like mitochondrial biogenesis, right? It helps to make more mitochondria. It helps to heal mitochondria. So, you know, and I, I would say that, I mean, they're, they're really interesting peptides, all three of them. I think the challenge with those guys, and particularly MOTC and humanin, is there's not a huge amount of human research. Yeah. Um, and and my beef with that is we don't know enough about mitochondria. So I'm I'm very cautious with them. And I know like some people use them and like have a massive response, right? Like they a very positive response. I kind of like to I kind of like to take care of mitochondria first and then mm. bring mm. those on board, maybe. Mm-hmm. afterwards if i'm going to bring them on board at all but um the ss31 is more of a first step in my mind now ss31 is very hard to get your hands on because it has now been patented as a drug by a drug company so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so now it's a lot harder to get it's very expensive and it's you know i think the dosing is like 20 to 40 milligrams a day so wow. it's it's high so it's it's expensive, expensive. Yeah. Right. And then with Motsi and Humanin, you're now looking also very pricey and you kind of want to do like an eight, maybe four to eight week cycle with those guys. And then you got to lay off. Right. And I would say that if someone uses it and, and has a Herx reaction, I think in that sense, you have mitochondria that are not ready. It's like you're, you're taking an Super. engine that's full of gunk and you're trying to rev it. Yeah. And what's going to happen? We don't really know. And maybe what you're going to end up doing is more damage, more harm than good. Right. So I'm, you know, so for me, when I use peptides, like whether it's the BPC-157, thymosin alpha-1, TB4, like those guys, to me, you're looking for a much more immediate response Mm -hmm. because they're more of like a signaling molecule. They're going to initiate cascades in the body. The, The bioregulator peptides are very different in the sense that they are purely epigenetic switches. Mm. purely mm. right okay so they're only two to four amino acids long mm. so that gives them the privilege the, the superpower if you will get of getting through. into the nucleus of the cell wow. and binding to dna and upregulating the production of proteins because this is like what i've always like struggled with you know if i take a i don't know some sort of protein whey protein steak it's got all the amino acids it's got all the ingredients that are in the bpc but one the magic seven. is how are they oh. assembled Right. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's it's counterintuitive. Eh? You'd think a longer strand that makes up a protein. Mm-hmm. A protein is fifty or more uh, amino acids strung together, and something like a steak would have I don't know five hundred and sixty or something ridiculous. Yeah, and then but these peptides and these bioregulate the bioregulators are really tiny, like up to ten. Is it? Two, uh, no, two, they're two to four amino acids. Two to four. But they are naturally occurring in food, right? Yeah, and, and they do. You do get them from food. 
yeah. right? Because how does the bo- how does the body break down a protein? There are certain cleavage sites at certain sites, and so that's how things get broken down into elements. Yep. But when you're using a bioregulator supplement, you're getting think of it as getting a therapeutic dose of just that amino acid chain. Yep. Right. So as look, I'll give you another example. Thymosin alpha one. I I want to say maybe it's 19 peptides mm-hmm. or you know, it's however many peptides. In thymosin alpha one, you have two repeats of the sequence of a different immune bioregulator. Oh, right. With okay. it embedded in the thymosin alpha one. So, so yeah. So we don't okay. know like when you give someone thymosin alpha one does it stay whole for the whole time or does it over time get broken down? And then you get these two segment, you get these two pieces of bioregulator that are now, I think it's Villon. It's one of the other um, immune bioregulators yep. that's going to go and do its thing. So, so it's, it's, so, and bioregulators to me are really interesting also because they, do, because they come from food, they're actually being extracted from, from, from cow tissue, glands, and organs, if people eat organ meats, those few people out there who eat organ meats are probably getting access to bioregulators in much higher degrees than just counting on regular food. And if you look at the websites of the guys that are making these organ meat supplements, right? The heart and soil, ancestral supplements, like those guys, people people are getting transformative health Events. And you think that that's actually maybe connected to the bioregulators? Yeah. So when in what? So when you're getting when you're eating the organ meat, you're getting the whole complex. Like think about liver. Yeah. Right. What do we get when we eat liver? We get vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin. Um, you get the methylated Bs in there. Like wow. you're getting a food based multivitamin. And you're also most likely getting a bunch of these, you're getting the liver bioregulator peptides at the same time. Wow. Right. Same with things like, you know, desiccated thyroid and things like that, you know, which, you know, wow. Because you're using the whole organ being, you know, processed into a capsule. And, and so the interesting thing about the bioregulators, and, and this is even more so than the other peptides, they have, to me, they have a higher safety profile in the sense that you can't overdo a bioregulator. Yeah, because the bioregulator is only going to restore homeostasis to the system. It's never going to push it into overdrive or suppress. Yep. Right. You get someone with like a wonky immune system that does too big a dose of thymosin alpha one, and you know the poop hits the fan. Like they feel awful. They have the. They feel like they have the flu. Like they're feeling terrible. You can take a thyroid bioregulator and give it to a hypo or hyperthyroid person. And it modulates. And it's going to modulate their their function. I love things that are adaptogenic and modulating, and you know that things that actually go okay. What does this you know like what what does this person need, so to speak? If I could yeah. think and talk, it would say yeah, this exactly. one needs a bit more of that. Or a bit. So you yeah. you're saying that the bioregulators, and then the argument that you know you can't take orally bioregulators, you know they're not going to get through the gut gastric system. No. No, they do because that, so bioregulators being different than peptides, right? Yes. So the bioregulator, it's, it's almost like, because it's, it's these that are made for us. Like the body recognizes them. And it's, again, it's about those cleavage sites. Yeah. Like when you get deep into the literature about bioregulators, they talk about, there's like very specific sections where they get chopped up. 
which leaves in integrity that two to four amino acid chain, which has, there are, there, I think they're called channel penetrating peptides. And so there are almost specific um, sites where they get through. So yep. it's, 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 it's actually like, this is mechanisms that are built into our physiology that we don't even really know about. Yeah. And then these come, get, go to the, the DNA, so to speak. And then actually it's like a recipe book, make this yeah. thing. Yeah. Whatever like that it binds to the DNA. Like if you look at the images, there are some images in some of these books and you see this 3d structure of DNA and you see the bioregulator come in and it just wraps into the helix. Mm-hmm. And the helix unfolds and you start to see this production, the production oh, of, pro- of, of proteins, protein. right? Wow. So the RNA that goes to the endoplasmic reticulum that does the thing. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's like a recipe, like a, like a master recipe. Yeah. And then go That's out a, into the world, make this protein. I mean, this, I, this is epigenetics. Yeah. This is what it is. This These is are the switching genes off and on. And then you have in the family of traditional peptides, you have things like GHK, the copper peptide. Yep. It's only three amino acids. Yep. So I've had physicians who said to me, I actually think that is a bioregulator. It just hasn't been identified as such. But uh-huh. GHK, like GHKCU, mm-hmm. we know flips over a thousand genes up and down. Like it restores the genome to a more youthful gene- expression. Wow. Because I mean, I use the, the GHK um, powder and put it in my skin creams and things, but I haven't injected it. Mm-hmm. Um, can you? You you can yeah. use it as an injectable as well? Yeah, wow. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So as an injectable, it's got all kinds of other benefits, right? It helps uh, to break down scar tissue and it, it, re- it helps to prevent scarring. So I had a very minor surgery a few uh, last summer yep. and I, I mean, and I was told by the surgeon it was going to leave a major scar. I'd challenge anybody to find it if it, it's it's wow. in a bad spot. So I'm not going to not going to show us. <laughs> not gonna, I'm not doing <laughs> show, show and tell. But um, <laughs> but I threw everything, and and you know the plastic surgeon said to me, you know she tried to put me off. I had a cyst, and she's like, this is going to scar. This is in a really bad spot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah. You just do what you got to do. Yeah, I'll yeah, I've got that kind of thing. <laughs> and I was using topical copper peptide. I was using topical nitric oxide serum. I was using BPC-157 topically. I used a fragment of thymosin beta-4 that is antifibrotic. Then I was injecting GHK. I was using the stem regen like by the handful. Holy shit. You're even worse than me. You're like more full out than I am. Oh yeah. No, I was doing all the things I was like, you know, and, and, you know, I didn't want this thing. And sure enough, like it's, you, I, it can't can't anything happening there wow. and because scar tissue of course you know it, it, it has a different substance and it really causes uh trouble in the body it, it pulls it out of shape so to speak and, and yeah, well it know, attaches it, it binds things to, it's mobile. Yeah. yeah 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 so you don't want scar tissue forming oh wow okay so not just you know i've been yeah the ghkcu you know just topically in my skin creams to you know keep the so topically and it is great but I yep. would say that it it, it is it also is very injectable. powerful and it even has cognitive benefits. Like go figure, like it's wow. just it, GHK is one of those peptides. Like the more you research, the more stuff there is. Now, again, there, there's not a huge amount of human research here, mm. but definitely topically there's, I think there's an, you know, it's a, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your skin just, you, you know, yourself that your skin looks better after using that for a little while, you know? 
Yeah. Um, okay. So, so what are some of the other ones? So BPC-157, it's quite a famous peptide and a lot of people do have, if they've heard about anything, they've probably heard about that one. Uh, body protective compound. You can have this yeah. orally. So like with my mum had a GI bleed, um, and I, I had her the the, the injectable BPC one five seven, but I didn't have the the oral, so I you know scavenged around to get the oral for her um, because taken orally, that's going to help the digestive system more than the systemic BPC injections. Probably, well, this, yeah. I mean, the systemic will do both. Yeah, okay, the systemic will help the GI tract. It's just you end up having when you have a lot of demand. Yeah. You end up having to use more, right? The yep. the oral is at least it's getting there. It's going exactly to where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. So it which is part of the reason why I think taking it orally is less effective for musculoskeletal issues because it's going to get used up along the way, right? It's yep. like it'll right? go to so, where it's been sent first. And how yep. many people don't have an issue in their GI tract somewhere? How many people don't have some degree of leaky gut? Oh yeah. Um, that needs to be that needs to be addressed. And so, so BPC-157, like I kind of call it like the Swiss army knife of peptides, right? Because it has benefits for the brain. It has benefits for anti, it's anti-inflammatory. It is, it has pain. It can help with um, mitigating the downsides of uh, steroids, right? So it can offset, it offsets the negatives of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Like let's say somebody really needed them and NSAIDs. Yeah. BPC one five seven can help to mitigate the neg- the downsides of that. Wow, wow. Um, it's, I mean, I know I'm forgetting stuff, and you know, is it a bioregulator? Incredibly- like, is it you know, because it's a tablet form, it's not considered a bioregulator even in the it's tablet. Too big. Form. Yeah, too big. it's too big, and it and it doesn't just like the bioregulator only binds to genes. BPC one five seven, I actually do believe it it has some impact on certain genes, but most of its actions is done as a because it attaches to receptors. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, so what's really cool sometimes when we, we think about, well, what peptides would work really well together, there's a category of peptides called growth hormone secretagogues yeah. that, yeah, yeah. that help the body to release more yep. growth hormone. Right. And yep. typically it's not going to do it in a super physiologic way. Like you're yep. not, it's not as good. powerful as using actual growth hormone, but you know, what's really interesting about BPC is that it upregulates the expression of growth hormone receptors in the body. Oh, so wow. when you're using it at the same time as the growth hormone secretagogues and you're trying to address an injury, like how cool it is it that now all of a sudden you have more growth hormone floating around and you've got more catcher's mitts hanging out waiting for growth hormone. Wow. I didn't know. So so things like CJC, epimorelin, tesamorelin, yeah. combined with BPC, which, yeah, so I have my mind. Syner- they're very synergistic when wow. you're trying to heal injury. Oh wow, that is just that that's gold. And 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 to just back up and explain to people, because you know, peptides are still a, a new thing. Um, so so the peptides are usually subcutaneous injections, and that puts mm-hmm. a lot of people off and you have to, you know, get bacteriostatic water or you know, and you have to get syringes and you have to mix it. Um and then and you have to put a needle in you. Yeah. Yeah, which <laughs> is actually so minor. Like honestly, I can't even feel it when I do it. Like it doesn't doesn't phase me at all just like you don't feel it at all um when you get a prickle on the lawn you know that's worse <laughs> um, exactly but it, it 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 is a bit of a barrier to, to the initial and then the dosing and the dosing protocols and things and on that point you've got um a group bsp 
uh, that are on Mighty Networks. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that group so that people can maybe join that so that they can sure. talk about yeah. all this? So it's called, it's called BSP Community on Mighty Networks, BSP Biohacking Superhuman Performance. I didn't have the heart to use that whole name again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long one. Bad enough, it's the name of the podcast. I was not <laughs> using it again for the group. Um, and so that's a membership community. And, um, so it's a lot, it's a, it's much more intimate than the Facebook group, which is yeah. optimizing superhuman performance, which is which a, it's, a, it's amazing, well. but it's a monster community. Like it's 15,000 people in there, yeah. but the BSP community is much more intimate. We, it allows me to interact with people more. So I'm, you know, I started off doing monthly live Q and A's. I'm now doing weekly live wow. Q and A's with those guys. And I'm bringing in other experts wow. to to do Q and A's. As a matter of fact, Dayan Goodenow came into that group and he offered them the opportunity to do the, his 30 day brain and metabolic reset that a lot of us are coming to the end of in the next few days. How the hell did you manage to pull that one off? That is just amazing that he offered that and did that. That's like, wow. Yeah, I asked. Yeah. Well, and no. the other thing <laughs> with guys like Dan is he's, he's like you, he's a data, he's a data hog. Right. Yeah. And that protocol is a beast. Like yeah. it's, your first round of, you have four rounds of supplements a day. The first round is the worst. It's 20 pills. Yep. Like it's, it's epic. Right. And you, he's really asking you to try and cut down on almost everything else that you're doing, but we tested our plasmologens. Then we're doing the 30 days and then we test our plasmologens again. And, you know, and it's funny because 24 people stepped up in the group to do that. And at wow. the time it was a much smaller group. And what's interesting is some people are having, they're like, oh my God, I feel amazing. Or one woman went to high altitude and she normally feels horrible. She hasn't had any symptoms. You've got other people that are like, my sleep is so much better. The next person, oh, my sleep's actually gotten worse. Somebody else is like, I feel nothing. So it's really, so for Dayan himself, you know, he's, good he's all about the research. Yeah. So even for him, it's so fascinating to see how different people are responding to the same protocol. Yeah. So in yeah. that community, we get to do stuff like that. Right. Wow. Yeah. And um, it's all private and it's not, and it's you know, private censored so it's, and all that crap. So there's no censorship. Yeah. And then which is so I, important um, people. <laughs> and then for the annual people who join annually get my peptide crash course, which I'm just having redone. So the peptide crash course 2.0 should be out in the next two weeks. Okay. And that on. one will be available for sale outside of the group if people are interested or they can join the community. And if they join as an annual member, they'll automatically get it as part of their membership. Okay. That's just absolutely amazing. And, you know, like this is like when I'm watching, you know, like Dr. Yours group and then groups like yours, and then it's just like, geez, I need to do that as well. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's bandwidth, babe. Eh? <laughs> because and then you got yeah, to you got to be careful. Drop. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's totally intense, eh? Like, yeah, I bet you're like taking on less and less clients one on one in order to do that, eh? And it's always a juggle between what where do you stick your energy. Yeah. But then you you must be feeling like you're building your. You, these are your people. These are your tribe. You know, like yeah, no, you don't it's, have to it's do a any gift. convincing because they're no, and your it's people. it's a gift having a community like that because they're so. Number one, they're very open, but number two, they're knowledgeable. I yep. learn from them all. And I mean, both yeah. communities, I learn from all the time. Mm -hmm. And 
it's just, you know, the, the smaller, more intimate community, it's a little more homogenous. Like I get only, there's only a certain type of person who's willing to, and it's not, you know, even $15 a month, it's not a ton of money, but no. it's still money, you know, and these yeah. days, like people are, everything's more Yeah, expensive. we've got lots of subscriptions and we're, you know. We exactly. All, so I really, and... yeah, like I'm very grateful to them to, to being part of it. And, but they come in and they're, totally they're all in right but the value so. yeah the value you get like is just next level eh? And, and, and um i'm in a couple of groups you know and and you just get so much value and you know i definitely want to do the peptide crash course and be in your community too so you know because and especially with peptides because it's really hard to find good information dosing schedules all of that sort of stuff where do you yeah. get the stuff and and but you'll find even in the course like we have to be really careful with dosing on peptides just because you know from a legal i mean yeah legally we're not even supposed to give dosing but you know we give starting doses but one thing i think and you probably are learning this or have seen this it really varies Yep. Right. From like person to person. Like in yep. person to person, some people do really well with BPC one five seven. Some people it makes them super anxious. Some people you could give them the thymosin alpha one at the one point five milligrams a couple times a week. One point five milligrams for another person is going to blow them up to like throw them into some kind of a crazy flare up. So that person needs like fifty to one hundred micrograms, and we start to titrate them up super slow. The next guy comes in has like a very like an acute injury. You might you might start that person with like ten milligrams of BPC and wow, ten yeah. milligrams of TB4 all in one shot just to to stop it right and then yep. taper down from there. So it really, you know, it's it's all over the map. There's no real rules at this point. I, to me, the only real rules is try to understand a little bit about the person who's in front of you, mm. and don't be afraid to start really really low. Yeah, and and you can always bring people up. I think that, you know, and then to also to, to, to work with people like Elizabeth Yurth or, you know, to work yeah. with, especially for more serious conditions, you're, you've got to be working. We, we have to find those doctors and practitioners. Yeah. We who, need more of them. We need a ton of them educated in the space. So if you listen and they're to coming. a doctor, come and do they're, that, you know, look at this yeah. field of medicine because it is burgeoning and it is exploding. And people think, you know, I've talked to a couple of doctors and they're just not heard of it, not, not, not heard of it at all. Or yeah. it's like, oh, that's just for a, a minor thing over in the States that's a little bit of a treat. No, this is huge. <laughs> this well, it's, is huge. it's moving the needle, you know, but I think for you with the work you're doing with people, as you're able to share case studies with these guys and show them, like, I mean, I once had a woman who had a non-union joint fracture in her wrist and she was heading for surgery. Yep. And we, you know, I'm at the time was working with someone else and he helped me to develop a protocol, which was the BPC, the TB4 and CJC epimeralin. And I think it took eight weeks. Yeah. And she went back to her orthopedic surgeon and he just about fell off his chair. (laughs) That that non-union joint fracture that they'd been trying to heal for months and months and months and months had suddenly... Crazy. unionized like it well that's used. just a, yeah like and you know? i just love hearing all these amazing stories that weren't meant to be you know and the funny thing is that doctors don't then go well hang on what did you do and how well, and it depends how- so sometimes you get a doctor that's like wait Crazy what me. i need to learn you know like i've and i there's one guy i interviewed last year his name is um 
Stephen Barrett, and he's a peripheral neurologist. And he tells the story on the podcast that he heard about BPC-157 from somewhere. And he was like, "Hmm, that sounds really interesting. And then he kind of had a case that came in the door and he thought, oh, you know, I think that BPC stuff might, might be helpful. And so he tried it out and it knocked his socks off and he's now hydro dissecting nerves with it. Like he's doing like, <laughs> like he fell down the rabbit hole. So what you want to find is the doctors who have the time and the space and the bandwidth to, to be curious and open. And yeah. those are the doctors typically, and I don't want to fault the other guys because Sometimes oh, they're just busy. too, too, too busy. they're too busy. They're overwhelmed. They they've got too much on their plate, like whatever the reason is. But when we can find those doctors who are still, you know, where the system and med school didn't just crush the curiosity crush the critical out of thinking them. skills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that are just, that are diving into this stuff and doing amazing things. Right. Yeah. And, and thank goodness we do have, you know, lots more and more coming to 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 looking at the latest and 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 research and then there are you know people like you and I who sort of sit in the middle and outside of and uh, educate and and just have these very interesting conversations just interrupting the show to let you know about my longevity and anti-aging supplement range I'd love you to go and check it out go to my website lisatarmity.com and hit the shop button and you'll see a curated range of supplements the latest in anti-aging longevity health optimization performance optimization I've gone out into the world, interviewed the most amazing doctors and scientists, as you'll know if you follow the show, and gone and got some of the best products that are out there. Stuff that I give to my family, that's what's in my range. So go and check it out at lisatarmity.com. I wanted to just touch on before we wind up, um, Natalie, um, semaglutide and tuzepatide. And I know you had, I've forgotten the gentleman's name. Caleb Uh, Greer. Caleb, Caleb, that's the one. Tizepatide um, versus semaglutide. Uh, semaglutide, everyone, is a, a peptide that is a weight loss. Well, it was a diabetic, uh, it was for diabetes um, initially, and then it's become a weight loss peptide. And now there's a new one, well, it's relatively new, called tuzepatide. Um, I've got my husband on semaglutide currently, and I'm like, oh shit, should I go on to tuzepatide? <laughs> What's it your take matter. on that? You can always, you can always switch. I mean, semaglutide works really well for some people, and then, you know, tuzepatide. Tuzepatide is like the new shiny toy, or newer shinier toy. There's another one coming down the pipes. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. So semaglutide is just a GLP one agonist. Um, tuzepatide is a GLP-1 and GIP agonist. So now it hits two different receptors. Semaglutide only hits the one receptor. Terzepatide hits two receptors. The new one coming down the pipes is going to be hitting three receptors. Oh, okay. And wow. the new one is actually frighteningly um, frighteningly effective. Wow. To okay. the point where it was like, I think, I think the study that I read was they gave people a single six milligram dose and they lost, I want to say like 14 pounds over eight days. Holy and it shit. stayed off for 43 days. Wow. Like What's the new one called? If you got a name? It starts with an R and it ends with a tide. I just don't remember what, what's in the middle. Okay. We'll wait <laughs> but for that anyway, one. But it's coming, you know what? If anybody there. wants to research it, it's coming from Eli Lilly, which is the same company that makes Moon Jarrow. 
Oh, manjaro, manjaro, yeah, which is the terzepatide. Manjaro is terzepatide. So anyway, the, so semaglutide and terzepatide are, are, they're really effective. They, they're great. You just, you have to be, I, what, where I find people go a little wrong with these things is they use them and they don't change much about their diet and their lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, we've always and got then, to up with that first. Yeah. And then they come back and then they end up coming off of it and they're eating a, and now and they they're undernourished. Right. Yeah. Because they've barely eaten anything for however many weeks and months they've been on it. So you have to eat to me, you have to eat a very nutrient dense diet. Yeah. Because you're not going to be eating a lot. Right. Yeah, because so it takes away gonna, all the cravings and all the hedonistic addictive type of Absolutely. Because it, it hits the brain centers for for cravings, right? Yeah. So so what happens is you're you now like you don't have much appetite. So make sure and, you eat and protein. So people react differently. Some people say, "Oh, I only want healthy food," but other people are like, "Well, wait, I just figured out I can have a donut and a chocolate bar, and I'm still going to lose weight. So I'm not eating much else." Big whoop. Well, yep. the bad news is you're going to end up nutrient a hot patient. mess. You're going to mm-hmm. nutrient, and I mean that's an extreme example, but. You want to make sure that you are eating protein first because you want to preserve that lean mass. You mm-hmm. want to make sure that you're exercising again because you want to send the signal to the body, hey, we still need muscle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You may lose a little bit of lean mass, mm-hmm. but if you're not losing strength, look, big muscles are overrated. At the end of yeah. the day, what you want is functional and, and strong muscles, right? Yeah. So you've got you to kind lose of- strength. No, apparent. I mean, look, there's different examples out there, but to me, it's these peptides more than anything need good coaching. Yep. Yep. And, 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 you know, like, I think always you go to the, the diet, the genetics, and you look at what that person should be eating and when they should be eating it. But, and you look at hormones and thyroid and things like that, but I've got clients who've done all of that and especially hormonal menopausal women and some yeah. of them can't go on HRT or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And they are not shifting the weight no matter what yeah. we throw at them. And this is where I think for those types of people that are that are eating, you know, eating well um, yeah. and, and, and not moving the needle, this is going to impact your health because you're overweight. You're if you've got obesity, you've got abdominal fat mass and the, you know, the mess yeah. that, that makes of the body then this is when I think these things are really going to be gold. But as you say, you want to make sure that you are, you know, um, eating correctly and getting enough protein. And because I've heard that one too, that if you, you know, you're not hungry, so you're not eating as much protein. Um, So I've noticed with my husband, yeah, he's just not interested in things like beer. That would have been calling his name. Yeah, which is great, right? Because you want to protect the pancreas. Um, the other, another tool that's really, really helpful when you're using these, these, uh, peptides is essential amino acids. Oh, right? I'm so, a huge fan. Yeah. Huge fan of, of, of I, I have, um, perfect aminos. So Dr. David yeah. Minkoff's. Yeah. I yeah. love those. I have basically everybody on those because yeah. I think that's your baseline repair and, you know, um, yeah, 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 yeah. hundred yeah. percent on that. And have you had Dr. Minkoff on the show? He's gold. Yeah. Isn't yeah. he lovely? Oh, you have to. I've yeah. listened to it. Yeah, he's coming back on shortly on mine. Okay, so terzepatide, even better than semaglutide, probably because it's hitting yeah. two of those receptor pathways. Yeah, so what happens with semaglutide sometimes is people just kind of hit a wall. I yeah. think the receptors get a little overdone, and mm-hmm. so they don't respond as well. Mm-hmm. But um, 
the terzepatide seems to move the needle for those people. You also, these are peptides you want to start very, very low. Yeah. And because if you go too high, too fast, you could get really nauseous and have a few very unpleasant days. There are some, there's a small percentage of people that even the smallest dose was, will make them violently ill. So they're just not, it's not just suited. not for them. Yeah. Um, but you know, what's cool about them is you're, they make you more insulin sensitive. Yeah, which is so sensitivity, which is amazing. And they do it at the skeletal muscle, which means that eventually like it's, it makes exercising easier and better because your, your muscles are more receptive to, to whatever glycogen or glucose is around. So I, I, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of good about them. I just think we have to be mindful. Um, Mm -hmm. There are a couple of black box warnings on these things where, um, you have to stay hydrated for sure, because it can be hard on the kidneys. Um, someone with a history of pancreatitis, this is a no-go Don't for go them there. because it can yeah. cause pancreatitis in some people. Um, and it can cause pancreatitis even in people who haven't had pancreatitis. So I know some practitioners who like to give their, um, like doctors who give their patients BPC-157 alongside the mm-hmm. These just because body protective mm-hmm. compound happens to be also organ protective. So it's protective of the pancreas and the heart and the liver. Wow. Um, and then, um, and then thyroid, right? Anybody who's had thyroid cancer, we there's never been a case of thyroid cancer in humans yet. It's only ever been seen in rats and we yeah. are not rats, but we just need to be mindful, right? Yeah. So if someone yeah. has a history of thyroid cancer, you probably wouldn't choose these compounds. Yeah. And these are, so, you know, these are the sort of things you need to be under the guidance of um, professionals, you know, yeah, that are working be, with and you, Exactly. You got to be like, there's no free lunch. No, like, there's no free lunch. Now I will tell you, and you know, I'll share this with you, like in my, in that community that I run the private membership community, there's a guy who just posted something last week um, about a new supplement coming from one of these really great new supplement lines and he started taking the supplement a little over a month ago. And he said he's changed nothing and dropped 10 pounds. Wow. And it's Just a very interesting stack of all the cool fat burning compounds like L-Biba. Um, it's got obviously berberine in it. It's got better melon in it. It's got yeah. a couple of, re- but the berberine that's in here is the dihydroberberine, which is mm-hmm. the more effective one. Um, it's a, and it's got paradise seed extract in there. So it's actually Sean Wells. I don't know if you know him, but Sean Wells released a book a few years ago and he, and he's a formulator and he kind of did research on all these novel fat loss compounds. And what these guys did is they threw it all together in a bottle. And so I don't know that it's going to work the same for everybody. Mm. So now, of course, I've started talking about it. So now what's the name of the company group? Oh, oh. (laughs) The company's called Healthgevity. Oh, no. Healthgevity. Okay. And the website is healthgev.com. And this particular um, product is called Ignite. Ignite. Okay. Well, you know, I'll be joining your uh, community and then hearing how that goes. (laughs) Well, yeah, because now there's, I mean, I just, I've just started to, uh, I just thought, okay, I'm going to give it a shot for the next little while. I mean, I don't have a ton of weight to lose, but I'm just seeing what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, you and I are biohackers and we do a lot of things just, just to see what happens. So, eh? you know, yeah. What happens <laughs> if I do this? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's quite exciting. I love, 
I love trying out new things and, and, and you know, and sometimes I'm probably guilty of like having too many things in the mix and you're quite not quite sure well, what, 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 what did that? <laughs> what, what worked um, and what didn't. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Natalie, you've been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time. Thank you for all the, the wonderful, uh, wonderful um, podcasts that you put out there for the community that you run on Facebook and on Mighty Networks. We will put all those links down in the show notes for sure. Uh, where can people follow you as well on other, other platforms and stuff? So tell us a little bit there. Sure. Thanks, Lisa. So um, so on Instagram, it's just Natalie Nidham, and Natalie has an H between the T and the second A. Mm-hmm. Um, there's my website is probably a really other good place to go yeah. is natnidham.com because you'll find the BSP community through that as well and the podcast. Um, I've got the peptide course coming up and then I've got a women's retreat coming up this fall in um, the Dominican Republic if anybody's interested in hanging out for five go. days. um and yeah that's about it wonderful wonderful natalie thank you so much for all you do i think you're absolutely marvelous and you're just such a a really good educator and um sharer of knowledge and i love your interview style and and everything you do so thank you so much well lisa right back at you thank you again it's been a pleasure That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review, and share with your friends. Head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatamati.com.